All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And good morning and welcome once again to uh, Invest Wisely with our expert Walt Sakira from the firm of uh, the AKW Group here in Akron at 3560 West Market Street where they invest their clients' money in individually owned stock portfolios uh, that are custom made for every single client and every single client's desire. You can talk this hour about the stock market and about stock market investing. So if you have any questions at all for Walt about, about the market, about your particular stocks, about how they invest their clients' money, give us a call at 330 330- 673 outside of Akron, you can call us toll-free at 800-669-4100, including WNIR.com. Well, Walthy, market ended the first half of the year on a high note, and it's just steam rolling now into the second, uh, third quarter of the year. For sure, Bob. Yeah, it was an impressive week uh, for the indices uh, overall. The S&P 500, which gained about 1.7% for the week, extended its... Uh, Streak to seven straight record closes and topped the 4,300 level with pretty much ease. Uh, we also saw the NASDAQ uh, gain 1.9% and, uh, you know, a set of its own record-setting performances. So looking at those indices, the Dow Jones Industrial Average Index uh, was up 1% for the week, about 352 points. Uh, year-to-date, we're at 13.7%. Uh, the S&P 500 index, 1.7% for the week, about a 71-point change uh, year-to-date at 15.9% return. Uh, the NASDAQ, 1.9% uh, for the week, about 278 points up, and it's sitting right at about 13.6%. Uh, the Russell 2000, the small mid-cap stocks gave up a little bit last week. Again, that had been... Uh, the leading index coming into the week, so those small mid-caps caught a little less attention, down 1.2% for the week. Uh, still sit at 16.8% year-to-date. Pretty impressive, again, results. Uh, Bob, we've seen strength across really all sectors. Eight of the 11 S&P sectors uh, advanced. Um, the only decliners were energy, financials, and utilities for the week, but we saw technology bounce back very strong. Um, we saw interest rates uh, drop a little bit for the week, and um, you know, again, everybody seems to be buying the narrative of, you know, a growing economy and hopefully inflation under control and some of the headwinds that we face, uh, you know, don't seem to be on investors' minds right at, right at the current time. So a good week for investors. Now, of course, they had some pretty good economic news last week also to uh, coincide with these uh, good reports on the market, including uh, statistics on unemployment. How do those unemployment or employment numbers look, and what are the implications we have of those going into this third quarter? 
Yeah, Bob, you know, they were really good reports. We saw um, the employment report show an increase of 850,000 jobs in June uh, versus a consensus estimate of 720,000. Again, you got to read into the reports a little bit. There were a few little concerns. You know, the unemployment rate did bump up to 5.9%. We're still 6.8 million jobs short of where we were before we entered COVID. Uh, We're still having issues in some points of the country getting people back to work. Uh, I think there's about 26, 25, 26 states now that have uh, ended the additional supplemental, um, you know, uh, uh, unemployment benefits, uh, the extra $300 are ending in some states, and I think it's pushing people back to work. Uh, The states that aren't doing that are still struggling with employment. So uh, overall, you know, some, some good news in the report, some good trends. Uh, but still some weaknesses that need to be, uh, you know, fixed. What about other data on, um, for example, manufacturing, trade? What about those reports? Yeah, um, we saw a really good report with manufacturing, again, supports this narrative that, uh, you know, the economy's really bouncing back uh, fast. You know, we've seen levels of manufacturing that we haven't seen since the 1970s. Uh, the uh, ISM manufacturing index was 60.6, which is still an extremely high level. Um, you know, there are widespread worries if you look at the comments in the reports about, again, the disrupted supply chains, uh, the rapidly rising cost for inputs, a shortage of raw materials across the board, and also, and you know, having trouble finding employees to fill key positions. So, uh, but overall, you know, we saw some strength in manufacturing that's just really, again, supporting this economy coming back on, online very, very quickly and growing very rapidly. Uh, the international trade data showed, uh, you know, a deficit of about $71.2 billion in May. Uh, exports increased $1.3 billion, uh, led by pharmaceuticals, precious metals, and petroleum products. And imports grew about $3.5 billion, again, led by pharmaceuticals, crude oil, and, and fuel oil. Um, so, you know, overall, again, we're seeing this uh, surge uh, in demand uh, as, as the economy is reopening and people are spending. Uh, you know, we definitely like imported products uh, as overall as the country. We always have, and uh, those trends definitely continue. Now, Walt, you've talked in the past about uh, Strategus, a nationally company, national company that provides a global macroeconomic and U.S. government policy data. Sounds like a big mouthful, and you've been uh, using those because they are part of the Baird uh, financial group that you're a part of. That's one of the inputs you use to formulate uh, your views and opinions. Now, they came out with a report last week. Uh, uh, they called it Five Themes for the Second Half. So tell us about that report. Yeah, Bob, um, you know, Strategus is a, is a very strong intellectual capital company. You know, they, they, they put out a lot of really good research that's followed by lots of institutional investors, uh, you know, around the globe. And, uh, they have five, this five themes piece they put out. I thought it was very interesting. Um, they talk about sticky inflation and the need for, uh, a different type of equity approach, possibly. Again, they're saying that you know, they're not buying the transitory narrative necessarily of, of, of what the Fed's been kind of telling us, that some of this inflation will probably stick. It probably won't go back to the levels of the 1970s, but it's going to be a lot higher than we've ex- experienced the past 10 years or so. Um, they said, you know, when you get in higher inflation and, and if you look at interest rates probably bumping up, you got to kind of change your thinking a little bit on equities, maybe looking more towards energy, materials, industrials, financial sectors, 
Uh, these are industries that have stocks that return capital quicker to, to uh, investors uh, through dividends and cash flow, you know, a little bit quicker return. Uh, the companies that invest longer term take the profits and put it back in. They're saying there might be some, you know, revaluation of some of those companies. Uh, the second theme they talk about, and they, they use a classic uh, Eagles tune, Hotel California, when talking about the Fed. They say, you know, they, there's a famous line in that song, Bob, that says, you can check out any time you want, but you can never leave. And and they're really talking about the Federal Reserve here with their uh, stimulus, with the bond buying and the low interest rates, that uh, they have the tools to fight inflation. Again, they'd have to push interest rates higher, which would definitely uh, be kind of a reverse course of what they've been doing to stimulate the economy. So, uh, you know, they, they may not be able to do those things as quickly or as, 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 as they need to. So we got to kind of keep an eye on that. Um, their talk about really theme three is just lower expectations. You know, people have been spoiled. Uh, Bob, you and I have talked about this a lot in the past couple of weeks. We've had incredible returns. We continue to get them week after week after week. Uh, people just, you know, probably expect every time they get a statement, it's going to be higher. And the expectations or returns are definitely skewed in the wrong direction. I think people have to readjust. Uh, we know that, you know, long-term returns don't really uh, give you the types of returns we've been seeing. You know, when we talk about those indices being up, you know, 13, 15 percent, those those are really strong years, uh, not half years. Uh, so, you know, it's uh, we, we have to kind of get back to some reasonable expectation. Uh, the S&P still trades at 22 times forward earnings. So, again, uh, you know, just, just everybody out there has to kind of rethink what their expectations are and not get disappointed, especially if there's some volatility in the market. Um, they really, theme three is talking about the U.S. dollar. They really think that you know, over the past 50 years, a lot of institutional managers have focused on the 10-year Treasury. Uh, they say they're saying that's not really the key metric to watch. We got to watch the U.S. dollar. Um, you know, the, the the U.S. dollar is prone to uh, less manipulation. And again, any weakness in that dollar will probably you know show really a little bit more where we stand economically. And then they also talk about the last theme is populism isn't dead; it's resting. Um, you know, there's been a widened wealth gap, um, heightened concern over globalism and free trade and immigration, and obviously the new administration is, you know, some ter- pretty liberal policies that they're pushing. Uh, we, we walk a fine balance here, Bob, as uh, taxes may go up, and, you know, I think if inflation sticks and things change, Remember, there is a midterm election that comes up in, in a short period of time, and you know some of the trends and policies that we see could be quickly reversed, um, you know, depending on how things kind of work out over the next year or two. So we're kind of walking a tightrope, uh, you know, waiting to see what happens, and also waiting to see how this uh, market and economy responds to some of these policies that are being put in place. Talking with Walt Sakara, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. We're going to talk about stocks now in our Stock Talk segment. This is your chance to give us a call at 330-673-1234 and talk to Walt about specific stocks that you are interested in. Whether you're investing in them now or going to plan to invest in them in the future, I'm just kind of curious about them. Give Walt a call. He will talk to you and let you know what he thinks about those issues. 330-673-1234. Those listening on WNR.com can call us toll-free if you need to at 800 669 
100. Well, now that the second quarter is done, we're starting to get wait for all those uh, second quarter reports to come rolling in. But uh, until then, last week in the news, Facebook uh, got a favorable ruling from the FTC. A federal judge tossed out a complaint about antitrust practices at Facebook. Now, what does this ruling really mean to Facebook and other of those big tech companies? Yeah, Bob, one of the headwinds for all these big tech companies is regulation and legal concerns, antitrust concerns, monopoly, you know, claims. Um, you know, Facebook got a very favorable ruling. Um, Judge James Bosberg, uh, the U.S. District Court of Columbia, um, basically ruled in favor of Facebook that one of the, uh, you know, the FTC uh, monopoly, you know, antitrust type rulings was dismissed. Um, and they also dismissed the parallel complaint from a group of state attorneys uh, making similar claims. And that was a big win for Facebook. And we saw the stock react very positively for the week. Uh, the stock was up about $13, almost 4% for the week. Most of the big tech stocks rallied. Um, you know, and I think that's basically a good thing for these big tech stocks that they can continue to uh, withstand the pressures of a lot of these legal and antitrust type of concerns. Um, you look at these five companies, you look at Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and Facebook, Bob, and I just ran some of these things through my own analysis, and I was just looking at them. You know, these companies, um, they're, you know, uh, Apple's at $2 trillion, $2.3 trillion in market cap. Uh, Facebook went over a trillion dollars in market cap. Um, these five companies do over a trillion dollars of revenue now. So you had the, you know, Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, and Facebook up over a trillion dollars of revenue, almost $244 billion of profits. They employ 1.8 million people. So the, the scope and depth of these companies and the economy and the workforce, what they mean, uh, the competitiveness of the United States, I mean, the, you know, what the good they do for consumers in a lot of ways and, and for businesses is they're, they're very complicated business models and they have widespread effects. Um, and obviously they've been very powerful in the stock market. A lot of these stocks have moved to new highs and extreme valuations and they have incredible financial power. Um, so we really have to watch this industry because it is kind of a bellwether I think, for what happens with the stock market and with investing as we go forward. Now, these uh, legal problems, these regulatory problems that companies have from time to time, uh, are they really important when you're considering yourself a stock to buy and its prospects? Absolutely, Bob. you got to pay attention to the legal and regulatory environment. I mean, you know, changes in regulatory environment could severely dampen these stocks and severely dampen the growth uh, that they could have in the future. It'll be interesting to see, you know, we talked about uh, Amazon's acquisition, recent acquisition of MGM, the, the uh, you know, the content studio. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the FTC handles that and, you know, if, if that is able to, to get through with the new administration and probably heightened regulation. Um, also, you know, a new chairwoman, uh, Lena Khan, who isn't, you know, a big fan of Amazon and has filed other FTC uh, lawsuits against Amazon now kind of leading the FTC. So it'll be very interesting, and I think that's one of the clouds uh, that hang over this industry and one of the concerns that a lot of institutional investors have about the long-term prospects of some of these big tech companies. Now, another issue we keep talking about week after week is uh, electric cars, the batteries that make them run. Uh, investors are focusing on them with a great deal of interest right now. Why is there so much focus 
on these automotive companies and these prospects for investment? I think, Bob, you know, anything that captures the, the imagination of, of individuals and investors is, is always, you know, something to focus on. And you think about, you know, the automotive industry and how important it is uh, here in the United States and across the world. It's, it's one of the biggest purchases that households make every few years. You know, I mean, buying a car is a big ticket purchase. It's a big part of uh, the discretionary spend that people make in their budgets. Uh, so obviously it has an, an immense uh, economic uh, impacts. And when you talk about new technology and these new vehicles, um, you know, who's going to take the lead? It seems like, you know, there's an incredible momentum, um, you know, here and in other parts of the world for electric cars. So I think that's, you know, the trends and uh, I think the excitement is there. You see these companies really stepping up to the table and spending, you know, put a significant amount of money to, to get their offerings up, um, uh, there's a lot of benefits to these cars, you know, as far as uh, uh, their their environmental impacts and also from a consumer's perspective, you know, the amount of repairs and, uh, you know, that they might have to face. And so, so there's a lot of real positives. So it's an exciting environment, I think, right now, and that's why everybody probably is very, very focused on this market. Now, Tesla, which is now a holding in your core equity portfolio at AKW Group, had hit new highs in car deliveries this past quarter, which uh, were almost as much as what the experts thought they were going to do. Yeah, they've executed very well, Bob. They delivered over 201,000 electric vehicles in Q2. Uh, that's up from a record of 184,000. So uh, they're executing very, very well, you know, compared to what expectations have been for the company. Now, that is, a, again, a, an amazing thing when you think of that uh, 15 years ago, no one ever heard of Tesla, and no one ever considered electric cars as being a reality. And, and again, I'm a car buff, and I read the, the big car magazines like Motor Trend and the issue of Rotor Track, and, and these magazines are speaking, frankly, that the, the age of the internal combustion engine in motor cars is gone. That it's going to end for pretty soon. Yeah, they really are. I mean, it's amazing how fast that uh, that trend has changed. And, uh, you know, and, and it happened right before us, I think, as we've talked about it on this show, Bob. And again, there's a lot of impact locally, as they're talking. Of course, Jim put a uh, starting a plant to build batteries in, in Youngstown, which is, of course, a very needed uh, town. Needs a lot of lot of industry there. But uh, strong demand also for electric vehicles is coming once again out of China. With their huge population and their continued economic growth, they want electric vehicles, they want the batteries that power them. How does that look uh, for investors, and how should they put their attention into China? Well, I think, Bob, yet it is an area that uh, is there's a lot of growth. China has always been captured investors' imaginations also because, as you said, the, the immense amount of population and potential and the, the fact that that economy is still far behind ours as far as overall size and growth. And, uh, you know, I think the, the adoption of the electrical vehicle over there and the battery, you know, use is, is again, a very strong trend in a way to, you know, kind of invest uh, internationally. So, uh, you know, I think everybody wants to have some assurance or some kind of a trend that they're investing in, a way to believe in what they're doing. Uh, fits well with our motto, Bob, which is to know what you own and know why you own it. So I think as you look at investing in China, this is an area that seems to make some sense. Now, when you talk about investing in China, uh, in generally, what is uh, your opinion, and of course your AKW Group's opinion, and actually owning these foreign stocks, uh, many financial advisors recommend a, an allocation to a global or international equity as part of an allocation strategy. Now, do you recommend that kind of exposure to your clients? 
Yeah, Bob, we, we think there's opportunities for international growth. We've always done it with multinational companies. You know, I'd rather own a U.S.-based company that does a lot of business in other markets. Um, I like U.S.-based companies from the perspective, you know, look at something like Apple that sells all around the world. They derive a big amount of their you know, profits over, in, you know, overseas, especially in China. Uh, but, you know, they're held to U.S. accounting standards. Um, it, it's a little easier to believe and trust the company. So you have to be careful when you invest internationally. I, I think some of those just rules of thumb that, you know, certain financial advisors use, you got to have, you know, 10 or 15 percent international. I, you have to ask why. Why are you why are you recommending that? And what am I invested in? And what is that fund you know investing in? And what are the top ten holdings of that fund? And you know, d- drill a little bit deeper. Ask some tough questions. Just don't take that as a general um, you know recommendation. We we believe there's opportunities in international markets. But again, we go back to that really you know mantra that we say every week is know what you own and know why you own it. Just don't blindly put money somewhere because it seems like the right thing to do. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura, the AKW Group here in Akron, and also in Washington, Pennsylvania, about stocks and investing. If you have a question for him about a particular stock, 673-1234, he's the number to call here in Greater Akron. So let's talk about, again, your investment approach, uh, how AKW Group looks at uh, stocks, how they manage them for their clients, how they invest their clients' money in those portfolios. Talk about about the investment approach that you use and how it may be advantageous compared to someone who uses mutual funds or other kind of third-party managers. Partner and I have been doing this over 30 years. Uh, what I'm doing now, I did 30 years ago. Uh, we build individual portfolios for clients. We buy the individual stocks. We buy the individual bonds. Uh, we know what we own. We make those decisions here. We get a lot of intellectual capital. We we see what everybody else is doing out there. We can, you know, look at the smartest minds in the business. But we retain the decision making. At the end of the day, you know, I want to be able to pull the triggers, and uh, you know, I want to be able to look my investors in the eye and tell them why I did and what I did it. I, I I don't want to you know sub this money out to someone else and have somebody else make those decisions for me. A lot of advisors use that, you know, kind of uh, explanation that that's not what I do. I do this, and I you know. I'll I'll use this manager or we'll use this fund, but that's just not for us. You know, we, we want the controls and, you know, I want to be, I want to tell the clients that I'm, I'm managing money for that I'm the one that's responsible. And, you know, when they come in, they're talking to the decision maker. And I think that gives them a lot of confidence. And, uh, you know, we've, we've had a lot of success with uh, this strategy over the 30 years of our careers. Well, let's take some calls now for Walt Secura. You're on WNIR. Go in, please. Morning. Uh, a while back, uh, you mentioned uh, a Ferrari, and uh, there's an article in Barron's this week about Porsche, uh, symbol P-O-A-H-Y. Uh, it's starting to look like a value uh, stock. Have you guys looked at uh, Porsche at all? Uh? Can I have? It's on my screen. I've been looking at it for the last couple of weeks. I, uh, you know, that small mid-cap portfolio, I... As you said, we own Ferrari in there. Uh, we've owned it for for a couple of years now, and you know, Porsche is one that's got my attention as well. I saw the article in Barron's as well. Yeah, I, I think there's a, an, an interesting a story here to pay attention to. What about uh, Didi, the ride-hailing stock of uh, the Uber of China? Uh, <laughs> I know you just mentioned uh, you're not crazy about Chinese, but is, is that particular one that? Well, Alibaba and that one, uh, 
are the only two that kind of I like. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think that they they showed they can beat Uber at their own game. I mean, there were some pretty good results over there. I mean, Uber's kind of sold, you know, their exposure to China to Didi. So I think there's they're showing they can execute. Now, whether you can believe the accounting or whether it's uh, there's political risk from that coming down the road. I think those are the things that worry us about the, the Chinese stocks. Um, I was a big believer in Alibaba, I think, until this last year when I saw what happened with Jack Ma. And then I saw the, you know, the antitrust uh, penalty and, you know, kind of like where, where the government can step in at any time. It's a little different environment over there. So, uh, you know, good companies. But, again, I think that political risk just puts something in the, in the equation we don't necessarily like at this point. Uh-huh. Okay. Have a good holiday. Thank you. Sure. You too. You too. Thanks for calling. 673-1234. Talking to Walt Secura, the AKW Group here in Akron. Well, let's continue talking about, about your portfolio approach and your, your balance of your portfolios for these different strategies you do for your clients. Yeah, absolutely, Bob. I mean, you know, the, strate- the strategies for us are portfolio-based. So, again, we buy... Uh, stocks in a group. I always tell people, they say, give me a stock. I always say, if I give you one, it'll probably be the wrong one. But if I give you a portfolio of stocks, you know, to 20, 30 ideas packaged together with a certain strategy and risk return level in mind, I have a great confidence that we can do a good job over an investment cycle. And uh, we have a couple different portfolios. We have the core portfolio, which invests in, you know, companies that everybody's probably heard of. Um, you know, the Apples, the Microsofts, the Starbucks, the Honeywells, you know, those types of companies. Uh, we have a small mid-cap portfolio that, uh, you know, just holds the listener call in. It holds things like Ferrari, uh, you know, DocuSign, um, Etsy, you know, the smaller companies that are growing more rapidly. Uh, and then we have a women's portfolio. Uh, it's a diversity portfolio uh, on the ESG side. Uh, those portfolios, I think, they're all different and unique. They all have about 20 to 30 holdings in them at any given time, and they allow us to position, you know, people's money appropriately based on risk return levels. Uh, we can also add bonds into these or some type of fixed income investment to lower the risk levels when necessary. Uh, so, you know, there's there's a lot of different customizations that we can do uh, to make sure that we're running these portfolios at the right risk return parameters for any individual. And as you always say, the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company across the world. It gives them great resources on all sorts of aspects of, of uh, financial planning, in addition to just investing, the tax planning and, and retirement planning and more. And speaking of retirement planning, something that's coming your way this fall, only from the AKW Group, is going to be the retirement classes that are going to be held locally and also in Pennsylvania. Absolutely, Bob. And if you check out our website at akwgroup.rwbaird, and it's B-A-I-R-D.com, you'll see an events link. If you click on that event, you'll see those have been posted. Uh, we have dates and times out there. You can also hit the register button and put your name and phone number, and someone from our office will call you back and send you the information you need to sign up. Um, so, again, at our website there, akwgroup.rwbaird.com, um, uh, events. Look for the events link. Uh, we have them listed. They're set, and we're ready to go, and we're excited to, to deliver these classes here in the fall. And again, what are the classes are going to touch on? I know there's two kinds of classes, one for pre-retirees and one for folks who are already retired. Yeah, the retirement planning today, Bob, is for people that haven't really reached the retirement decision yet. They're working towards it. Could be anyone from 50 up to 65, probably, and 
uh, you know, maybe even a little bit older if you're still working. And it'll look at things like uh, retirement needs and expenses, life planning issues, roadblocks, uh, how you think about income replacement, distribution plans, investments. Uh, the Rejuvenate Your Retirement is for people that have already entered the retirement process. Uh, they've already made probably some of the decisions like, you know, taking Social Security, security or things of that nature. But that class will really focus on, you know, making the money last, uh, optimizing the investments, figuring out how to derive maybe a little bit more income, uh, look at health planning, health care planning needs, and also estate planning and legacy needs. So a lot more focus on planning and distribution of assets maybe down the road. So two distinct classes, but again, you know, they, they overlap in some in some areas and uh, differentiate themselves enough so that they're appropriate for the for the people to come to each one. And again, more details at the website, akwgroup.rwbear.com, or you can even call them locally at 234-466-7476, or call them in Washington, Pennsylvania. Talk to Sue Marshall and her team over there, 412-480-5090. AKW Group, an acronym at 234-466-7476 in Pennsylvania at 412-480-5090. Tell them you heard them. And WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt, have a great, great 4th of July holiday and a great week. We'll talk to you once again this coming Sunday about stocks, about investing, and all the things the AKW Group can do for your clients and for our listeners. So until then, have a a great day. Have a good day and a great holiday. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Alibaba Group Holding Limited, symbol BABA. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. DD Global Inc., symbol DIDI. DocuSign Inc., symbol DOCU. Etsy Inc., symbol ETSY. Facebook Inc., symbol FB. Ferrari NV, symbol RACE. The Alphabet Inc., symbol GOOGL. Honeywell International Inc., symbol HON. Microsoft Corporation, symbol MSFT. Porsche Automobile, symbol P-O-A-H-Y. Starbucks Corporation, symbol S-B-U-X. And Tesla Inc., symbol T-S-L-A. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.